Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey guys, and welcome back to an inside look at college football and what's going around the NCAA. Tanner and I are here in Nacogdoches again, ready to get the podcast game back started up. It's been a pretty exciting four weeks of football, three weeks of football. We have a lot to catch up on. I know there haven't been too many barn burners yet, but uh, we've definitely had some good games and a lot of entertaining stuff. Everything's pretty much gone how we kind of thought it would, but I know we have some things we want to talk about and a lot of really great games coming up this week. And before we really dive into anything, I'd just like to say... Mike Leach's Washington State Cougars are number 19th in the nation, and nobody is talking about it, which is just crazy to me. But I guess we'll just be ignoring that temporarily until they get further up. But what about you, Tanner? I know you must be crushed from that LSU-Texas loss. You know, I was, and, you know, people are giving me some hard time saying, yeah, you know, Texas is back, and they're kind of like trolling me and um, all that kind of good stuff. But, I mean, dude. LSU is going to be a really good football team this year. They went out and got the New Orleans Saints passing coordinator, and they have really changed the way they run offense down there in Baton Rouge. And I think they're going to give a lot of SEC teams, you know, some hard times. And I mean, LSU is number four in the country right now. Texas still has a lot to play for, but um, Joe really, Burrow's, yeah, Joe Burrow is really looking good under that new offensive system too. Um, really, besides the LSU Texas game, the really only you know, meaningful game, you know, was Oregon and Washington, or was Oregon and Auburn, and Bo Nix, you know, ended up winning that football game for them. I gotta say, I like that Bo Nix a lot. Showed a lot of talent and just pure ice water in his veins with that nine seconds left scored touchdown. Your first collegiate start as a true freshman is at Jerry World. It's a pretty big moment for him. Good to see the Tigers get a win with that one. You know, other games that were really kind of important games too but then it ended up being the upset like me and Carson would have hoped was that Michigan Army game and that's you know Michigan has a big game this Saturday they're traveling to Madison Wisconsin Michigan will be number 11 Wisconsin will be number 13 and I mean to be honest with you Carson I don't think Michigan's winning that football you know Michigan has a tough time under uh coach Harbaugh with winning their rivalry games especially when you look at Michigan State and Ohio State I don't think he's beat Ohio State ever but, I mean, it's a tough game, and Wisconsin is certainly a team that can't be overlooked. I feel like we always have a conversation about the Michigan Wolverines doing something big, possibly in the postseason. We never really get there because they can't win these type of games. So this is a tell-all season for Jim Harbaugh. A lot has changed in the Big Ten. Urban Meyer is out of Ohio State, and there's room for another hegemon, you know, someone with a lot of power. And uh, I'd like to see Michigan do well, obviously, but I don't know, man. I it just depends on what Harbaugh decides to do. They've got to spread the field. Michigan goes to Madison. Later down in the road in October, they go to Happy Valley and play Penn State. They get Notre Dame at home this year, Michigan State at home this year, and Ohio State at home this year. I mean, honestly, you know, people have so much hype on the Big Ten and Michigan specifically. Um, and I just don't see it. The way that these teams run their offense is absolutely nuts to me. Exception of Ohio State. With, of you know, the Ohio State, Purdue, Indiana, you know, they run some pretty 
stylistic styles of offenses here. But, you know, when we talk about Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin, um, Minnesota, they, they line up under center. And when they get down early, it's, they don't come back because they don't have the kind of offense to bring you back in a football game. You know what? You mentioned a team that I, I want to say something about. Nebraska started out this season top 25 nationally, won four games last season, has proved nothing. I feel like a lot of these teams in the top 25, and I feel like A&M is kind of in that bracket too. They were ranked in the top 20 when the season started. They haven't really proved much to me either that they deserve to be ranked that high. <laughs> Notre Dame is one of those same teams. I have no idea why Notre Dame is ranked as high as they are because, I mean, they're going to play a team like Georgia this weekend, which is of their caliber according to the rankings. But, I, I mean, I have a feeling that Notre Dame's not going to – You can throw Florida in there too with me too. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, I, I agree. Just the- or I mean, just I, I, they I just agree. not bad teams. They just haven't proved anything yet, right? Like Michigan is one of those teams to me too. Hasn't proved anything of substance to me yet, but definitely has the talent too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. And they can come up with all the excuses in the world. But bottom line is, you're Michigan. You're getting top ten recruiting classes every year. Period. Period. No matter how good or bad you do. So, I mean, and, you're blue blood. And they are on like a nine or ten game losing streak to Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh can't beat. He, he did not beat Urban Meyer. Um, he's like 1-3 or 2-3 and three against Michigan State. Like Carson said, he struggles against the big rivalry games, and Michigan this year could very very much so go 8-4. and four. I always like seeing Michigan do well, but I get disappointed in recent years, which is tough. And kind of to what we were talking about earlier, um, A&M, I will give A&M this. They do have a very tough schedule. They do end up yeah. playing the number one two, three, and four teams in the country this year. They already played the one. They still play Alabama, who's two. They still got a date with Georgia, who's three. And they still got a date with LSU, who's four. But I'm thinking best-case scenario, this is only Jimbo's Fisher's second year. He's a good coach. Bottom line, he ain't ever going to win a national championship. But um, Well, I I never want to count anything out, but you're definitely right. They've got a tough schedule. I don't know if this is their year. And then, you know, Florida did not look good against Miami. And, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier is, you know, I kind of feel like the Big Ten and the SEC are just flat out overrated. Call me crazy. Well, I mean, there's – and stylistically, I mean, it's all very different too, right? And it all just depends on what's going on with your team and injuries and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we talk about a team like Texas. You know, we're talking about rivalries and not being able to beat your rivals. Texas can't beat Mike Gundy under Tom Herman. Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't happened yet, and maybe it happens this weekend when they play. Yeah, but and I hope it does because I always like to see Texas win as well. But you know, it's capitalizing on those moments early and making sure that you can still remain competitive in that time. That's crucial, and that's why Michigan is kind of a flip or flop. Like we'll see what they do. I'd like to see them win, but I don't know. I mean, according to the teams they play, they play multiple ranked teams, even though some of those teams might be a little bit overrated. Um, but if, if they run the table, they, they will get in the playoffs, you know, period. I, yeah, period. Even if they lose one game and go 11-1 and one and end up winning the Big Ten and go 12-1, and one, they're still going to be in that conversation. You and, and you can make the case for a team like Texas or a team like Oklahoma and stuff like that because, I mean, the committee's going to have to ask themselves at the end of the day, do we want two teams in from one conference or do we want one team in from four different conferences, which is always possible. Or if the committee can finally just get it right for once, straight up the four best teams in the college football playoff because last year Notre Dame was you, – you, you could throw in Georgia or Oklahoma. They were both better than Notre Dame. 
And there's just been multiple years, like I remember. Well, but it's not that simple, though, right? Like, there's a precedent that's been set on kind of how they rule on these things, and so you kind of have to follow that to some extent. But right, but it's not like if you throw in Georgia over Notre Dame, anybody's complaining. Well, or even true. even I said Oklahoma, they made the playoffs. I meant to say Ohio State. Ohio State and Georgia, in my opinion, were both better than Notre Dame last year. Georgia did have two losses, but had a very tough SOS strength of schedule. And Ohio State had one loss, but their one loss Man, was no, bad. You're, okay, so you're right about that. I'll say that you're right about that because Notre Dame's strength of schedule last year when we talked about the playoffs was weak. I mean weak. Like not even close to the caliber of some of these other teams. Like even in the SEC where they get several cupcake games throughout the season to make sure that the cream will rise to the top, I mean, it, it's like Notre Dame plays almost a season full of those kind of games. And I want to talk to like now that we're kind of talking about – good teams that play bad schedules. I just want to make a point about, I guess, Clemson and Alabama because I know Alabama's in the SEC, but in my opinion, they do have a really weak schedule. They play Arkansas. They they play Duke to open up the season. They play, um, you know, of course they have that game with Auburn. A&M might be ranked when they play them, and then LSU is the other, other game. But the difference, I guess, between a school like Alabama and Clemson, when you're comparing them to a school like Notre Dame or Michigan, is that when they get to the playoffs, they're winning. They'll you know? compete. They'll like, compete. It doesn't matter. Like, you could throw any – they'll hang with anybody, and most of the time they'll end up beating you. There's a reason why these um, two teams have been the national champions the past four years. It's kind of so, like what everyone says with Brady missing training camp. Like, no one cares because they know by the season he'll be ready. By by postseason, these teams are going to be ready to compete. So like, I, so, like, me personally, I don't have a problem putting a team like Clemson or Alabama who goes undefeated because I know – in the playoffs, they're going to produce. But when it comes to a school like Notre Dame and they go undefeated, are they really going to be able to you know, match Alabama and Clemson point for point? No, especially we're not going to yeah, We're not going to see a competitive football yeah. game, and we didn't last year either, for the record. So, I mean, that's just some fun, fun stuff to talk about. And one last point that I want to, want to um, I guess, kind of talk about before we kind of break down week four and the upcoming relevant really big games is – you know, I understand coming, you know, I'm, I'm a big Texas fan. I understand, you know, that they had a tough loss to LSU, but there's still a lot to play for. And I really do hope Tom Herman can get the boat rowing because, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, we beat OU twice. We still got a game against TCU, Kansas State. There's a lot to play for. And, um, you know, we we it starts this week against Mike Gundy. Kansas so, State looked strong this weekend as they well did. against they, State. They look very good. Very opinion, physical football game. In my opinion, they had the, the win of the week last week, going to Starkville, Mississippi, and beating Mississippi State. That's a tough win. Credit to them. So, um, especially under first-year coach. Yeah, seriously. Um, but um, anyways, enough kind of um, chalk talk right there. We're just going to break down the big games coming up for week four. See what we got coming. Um, obviously, we we'll talked preview. about Michigan and Wisconsin. Um, Carson, who are you going with, man? I'm going to I'm gonna say Michigan comes out by the skin of their teeth, but that's really because I think defense saves their butts. Okay, wow. Um, it is a morning game, unfortunately. Night games, in my opinion, are always tougher to play in. Michigan is on the road. I do think Wisconsin will protect their, their home. Camp Randall Stadium is always tough to play in. No doubt about that for sure. Jim Harbaugh, don't make me look like an idiot. <laughs> um, all right, next big game, we got the number eight Auburn Tigers going into College Station to take on 
Number 17, Texas A&M, Kellen Mond, and Jimbo Fisher. I am going to take the Texas A&M Aggies in this one. I like Kellen Mond a lot. I think Jimbo wants to make a statement. This would be a really big win for them to take away. I think being in Aggie land helps them tremendously. I probably would not have picked them if they were away this game. Yeah, no, that's a, I mean, that's a safe bet. Um, again, night games are always tougher, in my opinion, and this is a 12-30 kickoff. I like um, Bo Mix. I like that he kind of stays poised, and I do think he has one of the best names in college football. Just iconic. Household uh, name off the top. If A&M wins the, this game, you know, they still have a lot to play for, too. But they re- A&M really needs to win this game. They have because, to capitalize off of these games that aren't against LSU, Alabama, Clemson, things like that, because yeah. those games are going to be a lot tougher Georgia, than Auburn. Yeah, too. seriously. They still Georgia got a game too. with Georgia. Um, but I'm going to have to say Auburn's going to go into College Station and steal one because Gus Manzon also has a lot on the line here, too. He's coaching for his job. Uh, the seat is definitely hot in Auburn, Alabama, for sure. Absolutely. Um, another game, um, kind of, in my opinion, under the radar, um, SMU is traveling to TCU, number 25 TCU, and SMU is now undefeated, and they have Shane Bouchelle, the old Texas quarterback, transferred, and he's now quarterbacking for SMU. Um they're going to Fort Worth. Carson, who do you like in that one? Man, I'm going to take TCU. Uh, I just think that there's a more established program there. I trust what they've got going on a little bit more. I don't know how Shane Bouchelle is going to look with SMU. To be honest with you, I haven't watched too much SMU football uh, this season. So we'll see how it goes. Definitely we'll have to keep my eyes on it. But I'm going to have to go with TCU and the Horn Frogs. I hate Gary Patterson. but I, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but I do think he will win this game. Um, and... They had a, a rough year. He, I will say this. He's usually good at having bounce-back years. TCU has an opportunity, if you look at their schedule, relatively easy to be 6-0 and by the time Texas comes to Fort Worth and plays them. So that could be a huge game when it comes to deciding who's playing in the Big 12 championship game. I just got to pick a safer pick than my last two gambles. Another game, uh, we talked about it earlier, Tom Herman, 0-2 against Mike Gundy. Um, the Pokes come to Austin, Texas this week. I'll actually be at that game on Saturday. Kickoff is at 6.30 Central Time. Um, it's a big game. You know, this is this is Oklahoma State, in my opinion. They're going to win eight or nine football games this year, and it's going to be a tough game. They they have given Texas a lot of troubles in the past, and it's going to be interesting. You know, we were talking the other day, too. Oklahoma State always has some pretty good receivers, so we'll have to watch yeah. out for that as well. Watch out for Wallace. Yeah, seriously, that's the talent right there. But I'm going to have to go with Texas on this one. Herman gets it done, gets his first win over Gundy. Uh, I like their chances. I like Austin, Texas. I like it being there. And uh, I just think Texas is going to pull it out with the dub. I mean, Oklahoma State's going to give them a run for their money, but it's going to be a nail biter, I think, for sure. It's time. Yeah, definitely. And then, really, the uh, one, the last big game that we have this week is number seven Notre Dame going to Athens, Georgia, and taking on the number three ranked Bulldogs. I like um, Georgia. I like Georgia, too. <laughs> Jake Fromm just- has a lot to prove this year. Um, you know, he, he literally drove Justin Fields, the Ohio State quarterback, out of town. Um, and he's now quarterbacking at Ohio State. And um, I, I think Georgia is is going to be playing in the SEC championship game this year for sure. And who the winner of that game will, will get the bid. But anyways, man, um, hope you guys like the show. Um, and we hope you guys turn in to, tune into us next week. Thanks, guys. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. 
Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.